If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Here we are after night number two of the Republican National Convention. Melania spoke last night, attacked by people on the left because of her accent. The ever-loving left, the folks that criticize us constantly about the way that we think about things, our our what uh, our racism, our xenophobia as they present or at least as they argue. Anyway, we'll talk about these things. We'll talk about the convention as the program comes together. Email Todd at com. Questions, thoughts, opinions, feedback, and yes, I'll even accept your adoration and praise here. At the program, and of course, we're streaming live. Facebook, I want to give Facebook a little bit of a applause here this morning. Thank you, Facebook. Got to notice. Remember, we've been having trouble with Facebook, and thank you to our support team at uh, Jarbo, who does some uh, marketing help. They help us with some things, and they were dealing with this Facebook nonsense. So I just want to re- read to you really quickly. So basically for about the past, I'm going to guess three weeks, it's something, it's been several weeks now, you couldn't access, you couldn't forward some of the things or share, I should say, on Facebook, some of the things we posted. You couldn't access our website through Facebook. They thought that we were, uh, I don't know, trying to steal the election. Who knows what Facebook thought, but this is the response we got. Finally, they fixed it. That's what the applause was for a moment ago. This is what the response from Facebook read. Our internal team has reviewed your website, TodHuffShow.com, and found that the website was blocked as a false positive from our automation. So it was automatically blocked for some reason. False positive, no other explanation given. Hence, the team has lifted the block. You should now be able to share it to Facebook and Instagram. I want to say thank you, but what the heck? False positive. It took it. I mean, I don't know exactly. You'd have to talk with. Uh, I'd have to ask the the staff exactly. But it's been, I think, three weeks is my guess. They lifted the block. No explanation. No, hey, sorry for blocking you for literally no reason. Not that I expected it. But anyway, just wanted to update you on that since we've been dealing with it. But let's talk about this convention. Let's talk about this convention that took place last night, night number two. By the way, I'll pause here. I was asked this question yesterday, and I was wondering myself, 
I was wondering myself, because you look at the production value, right? You look at the production value between these two conventions, and as I shared yesterday, there is it's not even close. And I mean, I'm even talking all biases aside. I'm talking all opinions and preferences, all of our disdain for some of the things we hear coming from the Democratic Party, all of our support for the direction the Republican Party wants to move this country, the battles that they've been engaging in, the progress we've seen made on economic issues, on religious liberty issues, putting all those feelings and thoughts and preferences aside and just looking at this superficially, which is how, you know, if you want to know how a lot of people look at these things, just view, just look at it as superficially as possible. As I've shared on here before, reminds me a little bit of a Seinfeld episode where Jerry's dating a woman and all of her friends act like she's kind of the person everyone feels sorry for. And so Jerry's thinking, and why do they feel sorry for her? You know, she seems like the leader of the group, not, you know, not like, as, as they said, I think on the program, I think they called her the group loser. <laughs> and George said, like in our group, Elaine. Anyway, <laughs> so George asked Jerry, how, you know, are you looking beneath? Are you looking beneath the, you know, the skin deep? Are you looking at to, to the real person? And Jerry says, no, I'm looking at this as superficially as possible. And that's how people look at these things. So just taking out all the, the content, all the context, all the preferences, feelings, all the constitutionality or the anti-constitutionality, if you look at the things we heard from the left, regarding socialism, the role of government, etc., etc. If you take all those things out and just look at the production value, the Democrat National Convention, after two nights, after that's not even true, after about 15 minutes, felt like a bad Zoom call. I've shared this with you, and that is 100% the case. I watched, I've actually, believe it or not, watched more through the first two nights of this con- of the Democrat convention than I did the Republican convention because I wanted to see um, more about what they were saying and doing and planning and plotting and preparing for. And I've got some things, speaking of that, got Hillary out there telling Biden he should not concede under any circumstances if this thing turns out to be close. Get ready, folks. They're, they're showing us their hand. They're telling us what they're preparing for. And they're preparing for something ugly long after November 3rd. Just buckle up for what we're about to get ready for. They act like Trump's the one that's going to refuse to leave the White House. But dare I propose that there's something else going on here. But we'll get to that in a bit. Let's just stay with the production of this thing. Two nights in, it's clear. It's not even close. Hear me out. Not even close. I know many of you didn't dare tune in to the Democrat convention because you were afraid you would uh, get sick and, you know, uh, lose the dinner you had eaten earlier that evening, upset you, not make you want to sleep for that night, whatever the case may be. And I took it upon myself to make sure I shared with you the nonsense and gibberish that I, that I saw. But in addition to that, which I knew we were going to see nonsense and gibberish, in addition to that, I saw awful production value absolutely terrible production value and this is clear for anyone to see this is clear for anyone to see so not only 
Are Republicans beating Democrats in issues of context, issues of when it comes to ideas, when it comes to pride in their country? Though Democrats tried to make it look like they had private pride in their country, look at every – I mean everything that they do is clear that there's – amongst the party leaders, amongst the radicals in the party, there is a deep disdain for this nation as founded. And I'm not talking just upon the issue of slavery, which of course is a terrible stain upon the history of this nation, one I might add that has been – rectified, but is a terrible stain on this nation, and I recognize that. But there is so much that our founders established and put into place and built upon that unleashed the power of the individual, that unleashed the power of the American economy, that unleashed the power of what it means to be free, to have opportunities, to be able to keep that which we produce, minus some well, originally some minor taxes. Now it's much more than that because government has grown, and this is what governments do. But this nation is founded. Republicans are proud of it. They're proud of liberty. They're proud of free speech. They're proud of the Second Amendment. They're proud of the foundations set forth in this uh, by in this country by our founders, and that's not the case on the left. If you were proud of your nation, why would you want to transform it as founded? Why would you want to talk about the immorality of free markets and capitalism? Capitalism has done more to help poverty, to alleviate poverty, to help poor people, to provide opportunities, to provide products and goods and services and clean water than any socialist program could ever even dream. Now, they would tell us, they would tell us that their socialistic programs would do all these things, but they don't. You know what socialistic programs need? They need money. You know where the money comes from? It comes from private enterprise. It comes from people being able to be rewarded for providing products, solutions, services that people want, need, desire in an economy that help people improve their lives and so forth. They need the money that's generated from that. Despite what the radical left tells you, money's not created in Washington, D.C. I mean, money's printed or digitally created in today's world by folks that are tied to our government, but it's not created there. The true value of what the dollar is worth is created by businesses. It's created by entrepreneurs. It's created by the private sector. And the Democrats, the party leadership, and the radicals in the party hate that. They truly hate that. And that is so intricately tied to liberty and freedom and the other things that we see that are good about our our founding documents, which is everything but slavery, by the way. You go – you look at that and you say one party embraces and applauds and cheers that and is proud of that. The other wants to change it. The other hates that. This is what we're seeing on stage, and on top of that, we're seeing so much better production. Trump is putting these jokers to shame each and every night. This will continue through the remaining two nights of the convention. You will see Trump out there in the Republican Party putting together a well-produced, well-oiled machine. Now, certainly problems can happen, but the number of problems the first two nights in from a production perspective – 
is nowhere near the same that we see in the Republican Party that we saw last week with the Democrats. So there's better ideas. There's more pride. There's better production. The superficiality of this, just looking at this, at the at how this thing looks, Republicans win that. You look at the ideas, the depth, the arguments, the perspective, the ideology. Republicans win that. What do the Democrats win? What are they winning here? In fact, you, you want to know what people think about this? I wish I had the soundbite. I, I wasn't able to pull this together, but I watched this convention on ABC. In fact, I was watching it on Fox a little bit. I was watching it on Fox, and they had Hannity and you know the the other folks that were speaking at the convention side by side. And I just I got a little bit annoyed because they and this is no no offense to Hannity, but Hannity kept talking as the other person was speaking over here, and they. You know, I wanted to hear what was being said at the convention, so I flipped it to ABC, which of course is enemy territory, <laughs> which it really is. I mean, this is this is a this is the, the the cheerleading section for for Biden. Well, for the Democrats, they're they're trying to you know to to psych themselves out or psych themselves up, I should say, for cheering for Biden. They hate Trump. That's that's what's pumped them up so far. They hate Trump, and I see this. I see this from the people on the stage, or you know, on the on on camera there in the studio. And I watched Terry Moran. Terry Moran last night. I'm telling you, these folks have have lost their minds. I mean, you listen to the way that they describe what they just witnessed, something that I had just seen as well. And I mean, it is they they live in the bizarro world, the bizarro universe. Up is down. Used to be able to say black is white. I'm sure I'd be called a racist for saying that. Whatever. I mean, it's just the opposite. Everything is the opposite from from reality. And I mean, the the things I heard him saying last night, and there's others too. You've seen the attacks, or maybe you haven't, but Bette Midler criticizing Melania for not being able to speak English. You know, I was watching Melania last night, and I, I even commented to my wife. I said, how can you not? There's something just endearing about her, I think. Politics aside, you can almost, you almost feel that she doesn't really want to go up there and do this. Not that she's not proud of President Trump. She just doesn't. I mean, she, she's, a, she's hated. She's attacked. No matter what she does, if she were a Democrat, I'm telling you right now, we would hear, remember Michelle Obama's triceps? I mean, that's all we heard about. Michelle Obama wore short sleeves. Did you see her triceps? Oh, man. This turned this turned the political world on its head. They were talking about her triceps for days, maybe even weeks. The definition, the tone. Did you see how firm her triceps were? Her triceps, folks. Maybe she was hitting some tricep extensions. Maybe she was hitting some close grip bench. I don't know what she was doing. Maybe she was over there working out with tough guy Chris Cuomo on CNN as they were preparing and coordinating their messaging for something. I have no idea, but I do know this. I do know this. Melania doesn't get any of that. It's none of that. If she said she was a Democrat, if she was married to Joe Biden, you know what we would be hearing about? That's Sorry, Melania, for even putting that thought into your mind, but... If she were married to Joe Biden, if she were married to take any other Democrat that's out there, we would be hearing about the grace and elegance and dignity. We'd be talking about a return to Camelot, 
talking about is this is is she more graceful than Jackie O? I mean, we we'd be talking about this. Terry Moran would be in awe of her style, her grace, her dignity. Instead, she's attacked in some brutal ways, folks. I mean, some absolutely brutal ways. And folks that are attacking her are basically saying, "Hey, I can't sit by idly and watch the the first lady of this United States." destroy our nation by because she's being married she's married to a dictator that's basically their their defense but they're saying some ugly ugly things about them and actually says more about them than it could ever possibly say about her anyway more thoughts on her more thoughts on the convention ratings there's some things i want to update you on the ratings i was asked about as well but the left is unraveling over this terry moran unraveled last night i mean he, he went into a tirade i I told my wife that's that's some of the worst so-called reporting I can remember seeing, and he just presented his tirade as as factual, as as unbiased, and it was again I'll pr- try to look for the clip, but it wasn't the only place. It's all over the place. They're being outproduced. They're being looked. You know, they they look foolish next to Trump, and they are losing their minds. They're only halfway through this. Only halfway through this Republican convention. And Trump's not even taken to the stage yet to really get into the heart of what he wants to say. So talk about all these things when we get back. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So, last night, Melania speaks. I thought that she did a fine job. I thought that she, again, as I mentioned earlier, I I try to view this on a couple of levels. The first is just, I try to understand how I think average people would view this. Unbiased average people. She seems like a kind, gentle, almost... A, a kind, gentle soul to me. She seems like she doesn't want to go out there. Not that she's – I don't want to be misunderstood. It's not that she doesn't want to go out there, that she's she's forced out by on the stage by a madman. I think she wants to do it to help President Trump win re-election. But I don't think that she um, – I don't think that she naturally wants to do this. This is not – you know, look, she's she's from the, the, the fashion world. I think she's used to being liked by the people that now hate her. I think she's over there thinking, what did I do? I didn't do anything differently. Now suddenly my accent matters. Bette Midler tweets last night, oh, God, she still can't speak English. This is what she tweets. Bette Midler. I mean, she's... Got a lot of a lot of stupid things she tweeted, but that's look. This is from the crowd that lectures us. They lecture us on how terrible of people we are, how racist conservatives are, how xenophobic conservatives are. She's criticizing her accent. Now Melania can speak multiple. I want to say it's five languages. I believe that's what I saw. Five languages. She's not some idiot. She acts like Melania is an idiot because she doesn't have, I guess, the the Bette Midler accent, a New Yorker accent or whatever. I guess that makes you smart. 
That is one of the things that the left thinks, by the way. They listen to people in flyover country who have a little bit of a drawl or even, oh my goodness, if it's a southern drawl, even worse. They think those people are the scourge of the planet. They think that those people, people like me, people like many of you listening, just average hayseeds and hicks across the you know, flyover countries. We're scattered across flyover. Those people, oh, she's just offended. She's offended by anyone, I guess, that doesn't have the liberal, astute accents and the way of speaking, I suppose. She's criticizing Melania's accent. She's by not only just not criticizing the accent, which look, I mean, I get it. I mean, I've, I take, I can laugh at myself for my, well, I've been told I have a bit of a drawl or whatever. I can, that humors me. I don't, that's fine with me. I don't really get upset about it. Everybody, you know, there's certain accents that I find interesting to listen to. There's certain accents that I really have a hard time with for prolonged periods of time. Honestly, it's usually the attitude that goes along with certain accents that gets me. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I, I wouldn't say because someone has an accent they can't speak English. That's what she said about this. Can I mean, just imagine, again, if she were, as I said last segment, if she were a Democrat, if she were married, and I'm sorry, Melania, for even putting this out there, if she was married to Joe Biden, first of all, I don't know if Joe Biden would know if she was his sister or his wife. That's still up for debate. But would this be the way she was treated? And it's, of course, the answer is no. We would hear about Melania's triceps and her calves or her shoes or her dress, the way that she wears outfits, the way that she looks so graceful and just so regal, so just uh, just elegant, graceful. We would hear these things. Constantly, we would hear these things. Again, her triceps would be the, the topic of discussion. We would be talking with her about all sorts of things, superficial. Robin Roberts, Oprah would have her on, talking, you know, explain, how do you get those triceps? How do you get those calves? What's your morning routine? And what can American women do for their glutes and their abs? What about that hard-to-reach area? How do we deal with that? How do we get that taken care of? You've brought so much grace and dignity to the White House. You just look so... Elegant and graceful when you're standing up there. So picturesque. Everything looks so perfect. The way that you've decorated the White House has changed my life. I go to bed every night thinking, if only I could be Melania Trump. Like, this is the treatment that they give. You know that this is true. This is undeniable. This is absolutely, unequivocally, undeniable that they give this sort of treatment to people like Michelle Obama. They do. And you know what? It's, it's because of ideology. It's because of ideology. Melania Trump, a model who, for a living, kept herself looking a certain way so as to be as photographic as possible. Physical image created by her when she steps in front of the camera and the lighting, professional camera, professional model. About to say something about a well, I'm not going to go there, but she got perfect. You know that the, they look for these perfect shots, and she represents whatever you know. Put these these images and high end 
fashion magazines. Don't hear about any of that. Any of that whatsoever. Instead, she's criticized. She's criticized for her accent. So let me play a bit of this. So if you, I mean, I'm guessing many of you watch this, but I don't, I don't know. This thing runs a little late sometimes, but here's the first lady. You can hear. I want to acknowledge the fact that since March, our lives have changed drastically. The invisible enemy, COVID-19, swept across our beautiful country and impacted all of us. My deepest sympathy goes out to everyone who has lost a loved one, and my prayers are with those who are ill or suffering. I know many people are anxious and some feel helpless. I want you to know you are not alone. My husband's administration will not stop fighting until there is an effective treatment or vaccine available to everyone. Donald will not rest until he has done all he can to take care of everyone impacted by this terrible pandemic. I mean, imagine hearing that. Imagine hearing that and and your first thought being, oh, what a terrible person. Oh, does she know English? That was the question. Bette Midler, liberal, arrogant, self-righteous, Bette Midler. But you could throw in a bunch of other liberals that were saying the same thing. Asks, she well, she doesn't ask. She says, oh my, oh my God, she still can't speak English. She makes a declarative statement, doesn't even ask. And if you listen to the words, if you feel if you feel the speech, if you listen to what she's saying and, and just take in her body language and just her tone, the way that she's presenting this, to present her as an evil, terrible person is so far from reality. Now, I'm not minimizing their abilities to pull this off with Americans because they are professional deceivers. That's what the media is, professional deceivers. And they will tear you down as quickly as humanly possible. In the blink of an eye, they will take you down if you do not go along with their way of doing things. If you stand by Donald Trump, God forbid if you're married to him, you need to go down. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter how much hate they stir up about you. It doesn't matter any of that. They don't care about your triceps or your calves or your glutes or your style or your grace or your dignity or any of that. They care about taking you down because they don't like your politics. They don't like your husband. This is pathetic. This is disgusting. This is reprehensible. The people attacking her are the true problems. The true problems, they, they are the, the, the epitome. The people that attack her the way that Bette Midler did, in my estimation, are absolutely pathetic. Absolutely positively pathetic. Disagree with their ideas. Go for it. Disagree with mine. Go for it. Instead, you attack her for not being able to speak English? Do you know how to hear and comprehend English, Bette Midler? It's your accent. It's her accent you have a problem with elitist, self-righteous, pathetic. It's pathetic is what it is. But yet she can get away with it because she's a liberal. 
And then probably later today, she'll criticize conservatives for being racist or xenophobic or take your pick. (sighs) Predictable, but yet still gets into my crawl a bit. I take a time out here. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So the next time a leftist tries to become indignant at you because you dared to vote for President Trump or Republicans, the next time someone gets upset because when they say Black Lives Matter and you say, I agree, I'd even take that a step further and say all lives matter. The next time they call you racist for something as obvious as that. The next time they say that you don't care about poor people because you're in favor of free markets and free market charity and philanthropy. The next time they preach to you about the ethics and morality, what they, what they say is the ethics and the morality of your party's candidate, remember this. Remember this. This is what these radicals believe. It is, as I've said before, it is their religion. I'm talking about the radicals. I'm not talking about your neighbor who's a Union Democrat. I'm talking about those who are have, have completely embraced the dark ideology that's being promoted by the godless radical left. That's what I mean. And they've got Twitter feeds, and they say things that are reprehensible, and they're able to get away with it. I mean, they're, they're called out by people on Twitter like like us, people who say, hey, wait a minute, hotshot. You're not able to simply say that. You can't. How can you say Melania still doesn't know English? How offensive is that? Because she's from Slovenia because she learned English as a second language or maybe, excuse me, maybe as a fifth language for all we know. I thought she did pretty darn well. I thought she came across pretty likable. But you look at the reaction. You look at the reaction to Melania speaking. Melania speaking, saying nice things about her husband. It sends these people into uncontrollable rage. Uncontrollable rage. They have lost their abilities to be objective and to think it is all emotion. Their brain is flooded with the chemicals that are there when there's hatred present. Their, Their brain is moving away from the part where Logic and clear thinking take place, and it's all emotion. And the emotion is not good emotion. It's not love or joy or peace or patience or kindness or goodness or gentleness or faithfulness or self-control. It is pure rage. It is pure envy. It is pure hatred. And this says a lot more about people like Bette Midler that it ever could possibly say about Melania Trump. 
It's disgusting. It's pathetic. You can disagree with her ideas. You can even raise questions about her outfit for all I care. You can even say her triceps aren't as nice as Michelle Obama's. I'll allow that. But why do you got to act like she's not an American? Is that what you're saying, Bette Midler? She can't speak English? Why, why do you act as though she's a second-class human because of, a, of an accent? You realize how stupid and pathetic that makes you look this morning? Actually, the moment you said it, but even this morning as we're talking about it. Doesn't care. Lives in a world of rage and hatred, anger and strife and envy. Wanting more of what she wants, which basically means you do things the way that her preferred politicians tell you to live. Do what, you know, provide whatever program, whatever utopian promise that that she's in favor of, you need to fund it. And if you're against that, if you, you, you know a person that's in favor of something that is opposed, you know, an, an idea that's opposed to something liberal or leftist or socialist, she's going to hate you. Not just your ideas, not challenge you on any grounds that are logical, pure, pure hatred and rage and envy and strife and all other evil things. That's what I see coming out of the mouths of others. I wish, you know, Democrats need to disavow this stuff. Make it clear. Disavow this stuff. This is, this has no place in political discourse. I know that it's always been contentious politically in America, and I'm not saying that you can't, that you shouldn't be tough about it. But I'm just saying at some point, we can't allow this stuff. This can't be allowed. This, this is not engaging in the free exchange of ideas. This is engaging in pure hatred. There's nothing of value that's being said in Bette Midler's statements. I'm not saying she shouldn't be free to say it. Don't misunderstand. I'm just saying she shouldn't say it. She should clean up her act. She should choose her words better. She should engage in a discourse that's actually going to be designed to help us to, well, to see things from her perspective. And right now, the only thing I can see from her perspective is that she sees the world, she sees Melania Trump, and she sees nothing but red, red rage, out of control. And she is one of many folks. These folks have to be defeated in November. And when, if, if they lose, watch out. Katie barred the door because this, who knows, they're going to lose their ever-loving minds if this happens. Another Trump victory happens in 2020. Sit tight. Come back and talk about more of this when we return. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. back i'm telling you the longer this thing goes on the crazier they're going to get the more that this thing looks like it could be turning towards trump in their minds look many of you think it's already obvious that trump's going to win and that very well may be the case i'm not look i i just think predicting these things uh, is kind of a fool's game again when when people decide who they're going to vote for based upon the quality of the candidate's jump shot or you know whether or not they're in favor of a college football playoff system 
all bets are off for me. But that being said, you look at you look at things. All right, well, you look at polling. I know Trump is down in one poll. What is it? Around ten points. But folks, he's up in that same poll among independents. He's up, I think, eleven points among independents. Not only that, I want to share this really quickly. And I know I've got Hillary's uh, clip that I want to share, but it's probably going to be after the uh, well beginning of next hour. The things that she's sharing. Buckle up for what we're about to embark upon here. But I want you to listen to this. A caller watching C-SPAN, watching the convention, Republican convention on C-SPAN, calls in and says this. And this terrifies the left. I'm telling you, this is what's Rick going on. Lorraine, Ohio, Democrat. Hi, Rick. How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I'm from Lorraine, Ohio, which is a Democrat city in Ohio. And I just want to say after watching the convention tonight on TV, on C-SPAN here, I am definitely changing my vote to Republican. And I'll tell you what, they just put the Democratic Party, to, or the Republican Party to shame. I'm going to follow the Republican Party now. But why? What, what, what was it that convinced you about tonight? It was the heartfelt way they came across to the American people. And I was really touched by the number of times they used the word God. They put God into everything, and the people on the Democratic side on their convention act like they were pushing God right out of it. And that had a lot to do with changing my mind. Now, Rick, did Okay, so you get the, you get the idea. I have to cut that off because we're up against the last break for this hour. But there's some of this out there. Now, you might be wondering... How is this guy just coming to this realization now? I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just simply saying this is what this has the potential to do. This is why the anger. This is why the rage. This is why the fear. This is why the Bette Midler tweet. This is why the Terry Moran breakdown, other journalists upping the ante, saying more and more egregious and offensive things about this administration, about Republicans, about conservatives, about the election, whatever – I have to take a break. Come back and wrap up hour number one. We always, uh, you can always join us hour number two on YouTube, the Todd Huff Show. Find us there for hour two. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. That was a fast hour. Lots more I want to get to. We'll continue our we'll continue getting to those things in hour number two, which is now on YouTube. You can find us there. Just search uh, the Todd Huff Show on YouTube, and we'll pop up. Be sure to subscribe while you're there as well. This is a new channel. Most folks listen to this program on traditional radio. Some as a podcast. Some on YouTube. Some on Facebook. And we'll continue to find. Uh, and, and stream this program to more and more channels. But for the time being, Hour 2 is only, well, it's available on YouTube and for subscribers uh, to Total Access, which you can listen on the website as well. But anyway, check us out on Hour 2. We're going to talk about Hillary. Hillary's actually out there. Hillary, that's right, 2016's loser, is out there saying that Biden should not in any circumstance – should not in any circumstance concede the election if it's close on November 3rd. Buckle up. This is going to be contentious, and I don't know where this thing ends. So we'll talk about that next hour on YouTube. SDG, thanks for listening. Take care.